So this past week, I was, at, I was in Lincoln, Nebraska at a conference on how to treat people with addiction who struggle with looking at images on the computer. And I learned something fascinating. It was actually, you could go up and look, at, look on a YouTube video and see this. It's about addiction. You, you literally, all you got to do is go to Google, type in addiction, and there's like a, a video with 16 million views and it has all this cool information in it. Well, within the video, it describes the nature of addiction. What they explain is that for the longest time, what we always believed was that whenever it comes to addictive substances, we always thought the addiction was in the substance. That the illegal drugs that we've you know, dubbed, dubbed wrong to use were addictive because they in and of themselves were by their nature addictive. And we learned this because of our study for rats. Now, back in the early 1900s, the way we kind of studied illegal drugs is we put a rat inside a cage. And the rat inside the cage had two options of, he had food, but he had two options for water. One water, which is like the regular tap water, the good water that we all drink of and enjoy. But the other water was water laced with an illegal drug, a very highly addictive illegal drug. And what they discovered was that the rat always went to the illegal drugged water and eventually drank so much of it, ignored the good water and died. And for the longest time, that was the idea. All right, so look, these illegal drugs, they're addictive in and of themselves. Don't touch them. Don't deal with them. That's that. But that's not exactly how the medical society approached this. For instance, if you break your hip and go to Lafayette General here, they're going to give you a kind of drug, a painkiller called dimorphine. Now, dimorphine is more potent and more has, has a stronger, I don't know, effect on the body than your average street drugs. And yet, after closely monitoring the effect of dimorphine on people who've needed it, to, you know, to, to fix their broken hip or, you know, get a hip replacement, what they discovered was there was no real desire for drugs after that. And the reason for that can be linked to another study involving rats. See, several years ago, back in the 1970s, there was a guy named Bruce Alexander. And he looked at this study of rats and he said, there's something missing here. This isn't a real scenario. This isn't a scenario that, that fully encompasses everything. And so what he did was he made a rat paradise. Instead of one little rat in a cage, he designed something called Rat Park. It was, a, it was great. It was a park full of balls and food and lots of other rats. I'm sure they had great rat music that they could all dance to. I mean, it was like a rat six flags. They loved it. And what they did, I know, the funny, right? What they did within this kind of rat park was they included the two options of water, the illegal drug water and the good water. And you know, not a single rat went to the illegal drug water. Not a one. There was no overdoses. There was no problems with them even going to. And what that ultimately shows is that addiction isn't so much within the substance. Sure, there are substances that, that lead to a little bit more, but it's more of effects of the environment. What it shows is that isolation is one of the primary causes for addictions within every single one of us. The rat in the cage, the one who constantly went to the heroin, Excuse me, the legal drug. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, well, well, sometimes you slip. Okay, the one who constantly went to the illegal drugged water was the one who, who ultimately was looking to get out of his isolation. 
the one who is ultimately trying to like escape from his reality. And it's no different from human beings. And a good example is this, the Vietnam War. Vietnam War, 20% of soldiers actually took illegal drugs. And it was a big scare, like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do with all these drug addicts that are going to come home? 95% of those people who came home from the Vietnam War never touched a drug again. It's because of the same thing. Addiction is caused by our environments, by the fact that we feel isolated, by the fact that we feel alone, and by the fact that we have nobody around us to support us. And that's the beauty of today's gospel. In today's gospel, Jesus Christ looks at his disciples and he says, I'm going to found a church. He says the kingdom of God is a mustard seed. Now, we've often seen the mustard seed and we've often called a seed kind of like Jesus Christ. One who goes into the ground, one who dies, and it resurrects. And in that resurrection, what he does, he founds the church. And he calls the church the mustard tree, the bush, the great bush, the massive bush, the bush that can, that can hold lots and lots of birds. Birds of every kind of come in there and enjoy refuge. And guys, that's the solution to the problem. That's the solution to the problem of addiction. That's the, the solution to the problem of these drugs. The solution is not the common commentary where you just kind of do your own thing. In fact, I was on my way over here from Lincoln, Nebraska. I had to take a flight up to Minneapolis. And I was blessed to sit next to one of the Delta Airline pilots. Not the pilot driving the, the plane, of course. <laughs> that would have been bad. But he was going to, you know, he was going to go fly another plane. So we were sitting together. He was in the Air Force, so we, you know, we talked about military things, even though the Air Force isn't real military. You know, we played along. We, we you know, we did what we could, okay? And so, you know, we, we talked, and, and, uh, and he was like, he, you know, eventually, you know, I was wearing a collar and everything. So eventually, you know, 30 minutes of the conversation, he's going to ask the priest question, right? So he asked, like, what do we do with all this, like, crime and, like, all these, like, problems around, bro? And I'm like, dude, we've got to love. We've got to learn to love each other. And he goes, exactly. I'm totally with you, man. I mean, look, all you got to do is just get along. You just got to get along. Look, man, you do you, I'll do me. And everybody will just get along. And you know what I told him? Well, actually, I didn't really tell him this. But no, I was thinking. It's like, man, that is a great idea. At first, because what ends up happening is if you're doing you and I'm doing me, then there's no relationship. We're all isolated again. That's the mentality. That's why we need a church. That's why we need dogma. That's why we need doctrine. That's why we need the food of eternal life. That's why we need the hospital of confession. That's why we need all these places to bring us together and so that we're not isolated alone by ourselves. But there's another part, another thing that's kind of invaded our church, something that we as Catholics who are kind of birds in the tree already have to watch out for. And that's this the thing called screen time. Screen time. We're talking cell phones. We're talking computers. We're talking TV. These things that isolate us from the rest of our community. You know, these days, millennials, or not millennials, I guess, anymore, but iGen or whatever the generation is now that's still living with their parents. I guess that is millennials, too. <laughs> you know, who knows? But, <laughs> but these days, one of the great struggles is that they spend more time at home than any other generation. In fact, it's not uncommon for people of this generation, people that are 18, not to even want driver's licenses because they have no motivation. 
They spend more time at home than any other generation and talk less to their family than any other generation. Why? Because of that black box that they hold in their hands that absorbs all of their attention. It absorbs all of my attention. I'm, look, we're all kind of guilty of this if we're honest. That's the danger of society. That's why I think addiction is skyrocketing through the roof. Because we are failing to put down our phones and actually enjoying real human connection. And we have the advantage over most people because we have the human connection of the church. We have something in common. We have something to talk about. We have a common fight. A common fight to spread the kingdom of God. A common fight to be witnesses of the gospel. A common fight to be saints. But if we're really going to be saints, and if we're really going to drive addiction out of the church, and if we're really going to be whole, happy human beings, we're going to have to put down the phone, and we're going to have to learn to love each other. We're going to have to learn to look at one another and see each other as fellow birds in this tree, as fellow rats in rat paradise. You know, we have to, we have to come together, and that's why we got to stop gossiping. That's the other kind of thing that I want. You know, we can't, no more backtracking, backtracking, excuse me, what is it? Backsliding. No more, none of that. No more looking at our brothers, looking at our sisters, and tearing down this kingdom. Because it only, you know, we think, oh, you know, whatever. This person did something wrong, you know, we'll tell everybody about it, whatever. How, what harm could it do? A terrible amount of harm. It could lead to an, another addiction. That's, what, this, that's what, what develops out of this stuff. That's what comes out of isolation. And so that's basically my encouragement for you all today on this Father's Day. It's basically a father telling his kids to behave. Behave. But my point being, though, ultimately, is that we have a beautiful opportunity to be a witness to the rest of the world. Because the rest of the world is looking for this solution. They're looking for a way out of the addictions and the illegal drugs and the problems that's, that's plaguing our society. And we have the answer. But the challenge, the challenge that you and I have is to live out that answer and live out as men and women of love in community with one another in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.